these are the facts and figures. This is what gets me excited every single day. This is what I wake up and I go, it's worth the hassle. It's worth the challenge. It's worth the backlash. It's worth all this stuff because people are seeing this difference. Hey there, welcome to Life Well Loved, the pet well-being podcast brought to you by Bella and Duke. My name's James Marriott, I'm your host, as we adventure into the world of pet ownership with you and your cats and dogs. We'll be sniffing out expert knowledge from people like behaviourists, nutritionists and veterinary professionals as we explore how to do right by our pets covering everything from pet-centered nutrition to how to help them navigate the world around them. So, let's meet today's guest. So today, please welcome back to the podcast, Bella and Duke co-founder and CEO, Mark Scott. Hey, Mark. Hey, James. Thanks for having me back on. That's, that's all right. Thank you very much for joining us. Quite specific on today's episode in terms of the fact that we are talking about uh, Bella and Duke's health and happiness survey just tell us a little bit more about that to start with if you would do yeah it's, a, it's an interesting survey we do with our customers and we do it once a year this year i've actually outsourced it to a third party marketing company um for several reasons one just to make sure that it's, it's as authentic as it can possibly be and each year we get feedback of all the different aspects of raw feeding how people are seeing their pets on raw feeding what they were doing before and just get a real insight to the general health and happiness of pets across the UK. I believe it's the largest study that we do each year and it continues to grow every year. And uh, yeah, we're, we're just publishing it now. So opening it up to the wider public so people can see what we see all the time at Bella and Duke in terms of customer feedback about why and why people continue to feed a species appropriate diets to their cats and dogs. I've uh, I've I've read the, um, the 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 full results of the survey. There's a lot in it. I think if we talked about it all, we'd be here until about ten o'clock tonight. So we're going to be a little bit selective in terms of the bits that we um, uh, pick out from it. So just to kind of put it in some kind of context for for people, one thousand three hundred and ninety nine dog owners that were surveyed. I'm I'm sort of willing. Like, could they not have found just one more dog owner? To to get it to 1400 um 212 cat owners and 33 who have both cats and dogs so it's a pretty good sample size we're not talking about tiny numbers here what what are your takeaways from the survey mark i mean one of the exciting things for me james is the fact that there's more and more breeders now recommending raw to pet parents so uh, if you start pets on the right nutrition from the start, you're just going to set them up for a, a wicked life, a wicked life of happy, healthy pets. And I think that for me is really, really, really encouraging because often they were sponsored by you know large kibble companies and they would be you know fed the same kibble for years. And you can you imagine James eating the same food, the same cereal food for breakfast, lunch. And dinner. I know as a student, you might have been excited, <laughs> but you know, just from a health, just from what we know today about the gut biome and the variety and all these natural, you just know intuitively that feeding the same thing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week. One, it's not fun, and two, it just it's not natural. 
we we've all done it with super noodles at some point, haven't we? In our in our lives, and and it's not it's not fun. It it's novel for a few days, but it's not um it's not fun. I mean, there's a place, isn't there? I mean, there is a place for all these things. I'm not saying it's one or the other, but you know, not a hundred percent of your diet, and that's that's the key here. Is you know, if you build in the Bronx, and that, I think getting breeders and puppies and kittens on at the very start, you're just setting their whole life up to be, you know more chances of being able to fight off super bugs and bugs, you know, the bird flu, for example, all these things, you know, the less antibiotics we have to put ourselves and animals because we're looking after ourselves at the very start, then we're just setting ourselves up for success rather than problems further down. One of the things that I found um, interesting when I I read through the report, and I mean, I I love things that have got lots of numbers and graphs and stuff like that, because I just think it's so interesting to look at that stuff and compare. And, you know, there's always stuff that surprises you. But one of the things that stood out to me was that, that one in five of the people well, just under one in five, 19% of people surveyed said that they'd always fed their pets raw. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes, you know, we, we, we've we taught this, you know, this is not the first podcast that we've done together talking about raw. You, you talk about it all the time. And sometimes, you know, we don't take that step back and just think, you know, as, as an industry, as a, as a thing feeding your pet raw, just how far that has come that that now one in five people they're not converts to to this it's something they've done from the start from day one that just feels that feels really significant to me yeah you're absolutely right james i mean it is coming mainstream and thank goodness there was pioneers people who who were outliers who were early adopters and and i say this smirking a little bit because raw feeding has been around before kibble (laughs) you know kibble was the thing that we brought in in the 40s and 50s after world war ii to make it easier, raw has been around a lot longer than kibble. So can I just go back to the fact that kibble was always created to make it easier for pet parents? But yeah, it's it's, it's now going mainstream, and that's that's exciting. But I see that in the human world as well, like uh, the Panorama episode that came out a couple of weeks ago, which took uh, twins, two sisters, and fed one highly processed food and another one the same nutrients but natural. And they tested the, 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 the sisters after two weeks. And they said already there's inflammatory markers and all these markers starting to increase on the, on, the, on, the, on the sister who was on highly processed food. And you go, it's brilliant. Now this message is getting out there. If you want to save the NHS and all that, let's stop looking for the pill and let's start looking after ourselves and take responsibility ourselves and our pets as well and, and feeding the nutritional, a, a good nutritional diet because that will that was solve not every problem, but it will certainly help. A huge proportion, and in my opinion, seventy percent upwards of a lot of the issues that we have um, are from our bad diets and lack of exercise. So we can solve it just by making a few changes. So yeah, I think it's going mainstream. I think people also realise that that if food is cheap, it's cheap for a reason because it's cheap ingredients. It's lacking a lot of these things, and again, it's a false economy because if you, as humans, we have the NHS to to soak up our bad diets but if you are a pet parent you do not have the nhs you have to pay the bill at the vets you have to do all these things if you're not getting the nutrition right so making sure you get the nutrition right just it just takes you know that false economy of cheap food and actually feeding them right from the start one they're living healthier longer lives in my opinion and we're starting to see this now in some of the results but also you're just gonna have a healthier cat and dog full stop what what did we uh, learn from the report in terms of what owners are saying 
is important to them when they're choosing what to feed their pets? Ingredients was always really, really important. Yeah. Uh, I, I know where that ingredients came from. Um, and again, I think the beauty of uh, raw feeding is you have to have very high standards. So all our food, all our ingredients comes from the human supply chain. So where you get your food from at supermarkets, we get it from exactly the same places. Um, so I think that's critical. Also, how it's produced. So we've got this raw safe accreditation, which we really helped push through and, and, and to drive the standards in the raw feed and manufacturing category. And we wanted to do that because we wanted our our pet manufacturers to have the same sort of standards as what you have in the human world. And that's really important. Because it's raw, you have to have good quality ingredients at the start. When you're doing highly processed food, you can take ingredients from all different places because you're going to have to stick it in a massive cooker, massively overheat it, high temperatures, you kill everything, good and bad. They're not wor so worried about the actual ingredients because they can get away with it. Whereas raw, you can't. You've got to put good quality products in. And I would always you know, say look for manufacturers with at least the raw safe accreditation because you know it's at a very high standard, that, that manufacturer. If, if anyone doesn't know kind of the story behind um, Bella and Duke, it's one of the things that we covered very early on in uh, in this podcast series. So to kind of go back to um, to, to that. But you and, and Tony, your co-founder, it, it came around because of your own pets not being very well. And um, one of the things that, that I've loved that we've covered on this podcast before is people coming on telling their stories about their pet and they were suffering from this problem and they made this change and now they're like this. And, you know, that problem's gone away. And in fact, they're excelling and this has happened and that's happened. And, and I love those stories. And, and, and I think they're absolutely fantastic to hear because you know what? No, no one, no one likes their pet being unwell. No one likes having problems with their 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 pets. So hearing those stories about pets getting better is 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 brilliant. What do we learn in the survey about the results and what difference people have seen in their pets as they've kind of gone through this this journey of of, of, of raw feeding? I think the the obvious things are things around the things you can see outside, like breath, energy, behavioural. These are all things things that. Are good internal indica indicators of smell, like the smell of a dog. You, I can often tell a smell of a dog that's been fed kibble, like, and especially if you, I don't know if James got in a car with somebody who's got, say, three dogs. Oh, <laughs> <then>. yeah. <laughs> What's that? Oh. Uh, it's not me. <laughs> uh, yes. So I think um, it's better the, you know, that these are the things you notice from the outside. From the inside, what you'd also notice is the stools. And I talk a lot about stools, it's just the nature of it. We all have to pick it up, it's responsible dog parents and um that to me is one of the biggest indicators if 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 you're feeding kibble it comes out in huge piles because they're full of so many fillers it goes to the body there's lots of carbohydrates god knows what it's doing to the ph level of your pet's stomach acid and all this kind of stuff i won't get into that now but when you feed raw what happens is they come out very small much more like what you would see in in the wild if you saw deer stools or rabbit stools and, and, and these kind of animals, you see very small, compact stools. And that's one of the things you notice on raw is, is, is your cat and your dog's stool is, you know, how it should be. Not smelly, very small because you've, the body's consumed most of the, the food. And uh, James, you're probably not aware of this, but I actually got two cats for the first time over at Christmas, uh, rescue cats. 
Um, Rocky and Ace are now officially a cat slave. And uh, they, <laughs> I mean, I've learned so much about cats since I've had them. But my personal, they were on a very well-known brand when they came to me. Oh, my Lord. When they went to the litter tray, you knew they went to the litter tray. Everyone knew they went to the litter tray. I'm like, where are those COVID masks? You know, anything just to protect myself. I, I kid you not, within one day of getting them onto Bella and Duke cat food, that smell disappeared, absolutely disappeared. And it was just like, if that, if that wasn't like a big indicator to me about, you know, if I'm seeing this as a pet pet and I know what's going on, this is what people are seeing. And that's why they, 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 you can see these things within 24 hours. It's not like 24 months. I mean, some things take a bit longer, uh, but definitely things like that. And then their teeth are just immaculate. So they've been basically on Bella and Duke Raw since they were six months old. And today they're just immense. They're, they're muscle, muscular, just their muscle, just how, how strong they are, just how relaxed they are. Just, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm blown over by cats. We had uh, Cat Lady Justin on uh, a few episodes uh, ago, and I did out myself as uh, I love I love dogs, I love all pets, but I am a cat person. So I feel like there's a future episode there, Mark. We need to talk more about uh, about your uh, about your cats. So on the on the report, I, I said earlier, I'm a, I'm a fan of stats. I like numbers. I think that number numbers are, are great. I appreciate not everyone is. So what I'm not going to do is uh, is is roll off. Lots and lots and lots of numbers now. We will, of course, include a link to the report um, and some of the other stats in the um, in the, the the show notes for this episode. But there are a few um, statistics that I did just want to mention because I think some of these are really they're really interesting and just really significant as as well. Eighty one percent of people agreed that feeding Bella and Duke helped their pet maintain a healthy weight. Eighty four percent agreed that it's helped their pet maintain a healthy. Um, and shiny coat. Eighty-seven um, percent uh, agree it helped their pet's digestion. A hundred percent saw an improvement in diabetes. That's amazing. Ninety-seven percent wow. wow. saw an improvement in uh, a digestive issue. Eighty-eight percent saw an improvement in lethargy or hyperactivity. Eighty-four percent saw an improvement in pancreatitis. Like, and this list just goes on and on and on. These stats are just phenomenal they're 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 amazing are there any other standout results or kind of takeaways that you wanted to highlight mark i mean james just listening to you i also had caught my throat there because i was just like when you say it out loud like that when i read it i don't take it in the same but you saying like that i'm like wow this is this is like what i wanted bella and duke to be was just like yeah yeah you know, these are the facts and figures. This is what gets me excited every single day. This is what I wake up and I go, it's worth the hassle. It's worth the challenge. It's worth the backlash. It's worth all this stuff because people are seeing this difference. And um, we often talk about this as adoption st- stage. And I've gone off a bit track, James, sorry, but you just, you got me so excited. Uh, this adoption change, and we talk often about pets needing to adjust to their food. And some cats, especially cats, find it difficult because of all the stuff that they put on highly processed food. But stats like that just remind me of why, as a pet parent, if you can stick with it, because often if you stick with it, you will get your cat and dog adopted to the food. Because remember, like our kids, it's so easy for them to eat highly processed food because of all the stuff that they put on it, all the stuff to make you want to eat more, 
We've all started those crisps and go, I can't stop. You know, eating that popcorn, that one or two popcorn, and you go, I can't stop. And these stats just remind me it's really important as a pet parent, if you can get across the adoption stage, like that first two weeks, even if they struggle, it's worth it because those stats, those stats make it worth going through a week or two weeks worth of pain to get your pet across it. Because we're not making this up. This is direct customer to an external survey. This is what our parent that this is what pet parents are saying. And it's not just Bella Duke, it's the whole raw industry. That is why it's growing. That's why more and more retailers want to do uh, raw because they just go, these sort of stats we cannot ignore any longer. People can't say, oh, it's just a few people, what science is behind it. That is real people seeing real results. And for me, for the Bella Duke community, that is so exciting. That just really inspires me. So if anything else, these kind of reports, selfishly, James, just make me want to push harder, faster, quicker, bigger, and keep getting the message out there. And the more and more people who do that, more pet parents who do that and recommend it to people in parks and when they meet them at cocktail parties, if that's still a thing. <laughs> Mocktail parties, probably, now. <laughs> these are the sort of things that just, they just blow me away, these stats. So I'm so grateful that uh, the community gives us this feedback because it really does put fuel on on, on the Bella and Duke Fire. Excellent. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. Um, now, I mean, stats are brill. And as I said uh, a couple of times, I love numbers. But of course, these these are real lives. These are real people. These are, you know, real, real pets. And it is ultimately, you know, it, it's it's about the stories, isn't it? And it's about, you know, what what difference it's ultimately made to people. So um, the the last bit of the survey w- was really just to give people an opportunity to you know, kind of give a little bit of feedback, some 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 messages, tell us a little bit about their experiences. Um, and the, I mean, the, I mean, there's loads. We we can't read them all. There's there's tons of just amazing comments. People talking about you know their pets. Well, I'll mention one here. Diesel loves his food. Now he's on Bell and Duke. Before switching, he would sometimes be sick or just wouldn't touch his food. You know, stuff about uh, pets whose coat has been completely transformed uh we've got uh maximilian who's uh, given bella and duke six stars out of five that's pretty that's pretty <laughs> good um and some some lovely stuff there and it, and it spread pretty equally across dog owners and, and cat owners as well any any kind of comments messages that you want to highlight mark i just i just love that feedback just every bit of feedback like that really motivates myself and the team we just get super excited by that and interestingly the people the company who did the survey for us the who ran it went we were so convinced after doing this survey <laughs> that we had to get uh, they said that they've never had a survey like bella and dukes before they just go it was just so like i think once you James, once you open that, you know, take that pill, the matrix, and you open yourself up and yeah. you learn a little bit more, you get, there's no, there's no shutting that door. There's no going back. There's, that's it. You just know that this is, this is the best thing. I'm not going to say the word sliced bread because that's very <laughs> full of wheat and carbohydrate and gluten. But, you know, since the, you know, the raw revolution came back, well, I say came back, you know, it was always there. Um, so, yeah, this is just super exciting. I'm super grateful. I mean, it's not often you get to to do your passion and be able to feel like you're making a difference. And the team and the people we've got around us, this is just exciting for them. And it's a big shout out to the team because their customer service team, the guys in the factory who are about, you know, pack the boxes or, or paying the bills or, you know, do the marketing. They all play an important role in this. And uh, 
feedback like this just inspires everybody. Uh, I mentioned earlier that we we will, of course, include a link to the findings to the report in in the show notes. If if you're not into stats or you don't think I don't really want to read comments, there's just some really nice pictures in there as well of people with their <laughs> pets. So we've got we've got you covered. If you if you don't want to see the stats, just flick through, look at the pictures. You'll 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 love it. So totally yeah. me, that's totally me. straight to the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, head to the show notes if you want to have a look through the um, through the report. I'm sure there's stuff in there that you will find interesting. Mark, thank you very much for your time. Lovely to chat to you. Should we do? again next year and um and, and and see what people are telling us 12 months from now absolutely absolutely and i'd love to see more customer names getting mentioned see who gets mentioned next year amazing mark thank you very much thank you james well that wraps up this episode of life well loved thank you very much for listening you can find out more about us at bellaandduke.com and don't forget to hit follow so you get all our new episodes every fortnight thanks for listening i look forward to seeing you again soon